Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Charming Chronicles podcast, episode seven, where I review manga from the shoujo genre all the way to romance and even isekai, and sometimes I dabble in other genres as well. I am your host, Empress Chronicle. Hope you're all having a wonderful, wonderful day, <laughs> as usual, and this is your daily reminder that God is good. In this episode, I will be covering the first two volumes of the manga called Nina the Starry Bride, a story about a girl who is taken from her slums, from poverty, and thrust into a political situation, I want to say, where she is now meant to replace a supposed dead princess and be her double before the date of marriage. The manga opens up with meeting Nina for the first time. She is jumping off this, I want to say this cliff kind of thing, not cliff, but like a bridge and over an overarch, whatever you want to call it. She's jumping down from this and it is shown immediately that she is a character, a female lead with a lot of energy, a lot of positivity, that even though she is an orphan because an illness had taken the lives of her parents as well as many other people and also the parents of the two brothers that she's currently living with. She still finds joy in the day-to-day -day, and she lives for the day, not worrying about the past or the future, but being very grateful that she even has these two brothers to call like a pseudo family. Unfortunately, this idyllic life it's not really idyllic, but Nina is very okay with her current like life situation, even though she wanted to keep it this way, even though she was happy living with the brothers, you know, um, having them as emotional support and vice versa and being able to look out for each other. An unfortunate event ended up happening where the younger brother of the, of the two ends up getting very, very sick. And this causes the older brother to become very worried. Granted, right? This younger brother is the only sibling, is the only family member that the older brother has. And because they are poor, because they don't have a way to generate money or even pay for a doctor, the older brother is obviously very worried that this will end up killing the younger brother. Nina tries her best to be a positive voice for the older brother she comes from a good place unfortunately the brother being very stressed out knowing that there may be an inevitability of his younger brother dying essentially tells nina off because she doesn't know any better nina then tries to somehow some way get some money get something in order to help the younger brother unfortunately the younger brother does end up passing away in between these events, we get a couple of, I want to say like a section or like one or two pages of the manga where it shows a carriage that has been uh, not pushed out, but has fallen from a side of a cliff from a very large height, killing both the driver and the two horses attached with it. And in there, in these two pages, we are told that a princess has died, that there is no way that this princess survived this fall that it's an inevitability that she is dead. Granted, I will say this, right? The manga doesn't really say that she is dead, that without a shadow of doubt that she is dead, all they say is she couldn't have survived that. So what are we going to do? They decided that they needed a double. Pay attention to this because this is important. This is what basically sets up the story. 
after the younger brother passes away, Nina and the older brother do bury the younger brother and put him to put him to rest. The older brother then tells Nina, I want you to follow me. There's something I'd like to show you and talk to you about. Nina, being the kind of person that she is, she trusts the older brother because they've been through thick and thin at this point. They were essentially a family. Nina follows him to this house of sorts or like this hut, I want to say. And there appears a couple of people in black cloaks. Nina puts two and two together and is like, he has sold me. And what she means by this is she's been sold to some slave traders for a profit, right? And she feels betrayed, obviously. She feels betrayed. She feels like she did something wrong. She also kind of pins the blame on herself for the younger brother dying. But of course, that wasn't something that she could help with. But she feels betrayed and the older brother's like, this is for the best, like you deserve better. <laughs> as if, you know, being sold as a slave is any good. But thankfully, it's this is not the case. So one of the people in the black cloak come up to her and go, show me your eyes. She shows her eyes and they are a blue color. Now, this is important because the blue eyes that she has are a rare color in the kingdom. So basically... Blue colored eyes is just not seen that often. It's very, very rare. And so the person is like, very well, we're going to use her. Um, strip her and change the clothes so that way the stench, because they live in the slums, right, doesn't permeate and we can bring them to the palace. Nina then tells them, don't do that because I'm not a boy, I am a girl. And the reason she says this is that she used to dress in boyish clothing or things that would hide her figure because she didn't want to get kidnapped and sold, especially due to the color of her eyes. She then finds out that the people that she was sold to were not slave traders or slave owners. It was actually the prince, the second prince of the kingdom, um, Azur, who tells her, you are no longer going to be Nina, but you will now be Princess Alicia. So I remember how I said there was a princess who died. It was Princess Alicia, or at least it is stated that she could not have lived. Again, they never confirm that she's dead. They just assume that she's not alive. So this double that they ended up looking for is Nina. Nina's going to be Princess Alicia's double. And that is because Princess Alicia had blue eyes, the same color that Nina has. Azure, Prince Azure, the second prince of the kingdom, tells her all of this. He's like, you will now become a princess priestess, princess priestess Alicia of the kingdom. And the reason that they needed a double right away is because Princess Alicia is set to marry the prince of a foreign kingdom, where his kingdom and the other one are trying to establish good relations. And essentially, if this marriage falls apart, then you already know things can go south very, very quickly. In other words, not everybody knows, a very few people know that the current Princess Alicia is a fake. <laughs> and so Prince Azure does everything in his power to make sure that Nina learns all of the etiquette, what it entails to become Princess Alicia and what essentially awaits for her. So she's aware that, hey, you only have a couple of months, I think it's like two months, 
before you're sent off to this foreign kingdom and you have to marry that prince. Now, you would think that Nina would be like beside herself, right? And be very upset about it, but she kind of goes with the flow. And I think this has to do to the fact that she's an orphan and she really doesn't have anything to go back to, right? She doesn't have a family. The only people she did consider family essentially sold her to, to the prince, which is, I guess if you can think about it, it's not a bad deal, but now she has to live under a fake name and a fake identity and now be married to a foreign prince for political purposes. But she takes it with stride. She takes it with stride. At first, she's combative in the sense where she's like, you brought me here, you didn't tell me anything. And now you expect me to sit down and listen to everything that you say. Prince Azure understands her and begins to explain who he is, why they're doing him. Nina's like, okay, I understand. And she goes with the flow. But <laughs> unfortunately, she ends up having to meet the queen and the king of the kingdom very, very soon. Because since Nina, Prince Alicia, right? Prince Alicia is set to marry this foreign prince. They just wanted to talk to her because the type of princess that Princess Alicia was or is lived very sheltered because she was a priestess. So she could hear like the voices of the gods. She can see and read the stars. She's She was that kind of princess or she is that kind of princess. I'll speak in the present sense because it's Nina at the moment. Of course, Nina doesn't have any of this, right? Nina doesn't have that ability. <laughs> uh, she's just somebody who is stepping in to be Princess Alicia's double. So when the king tells her to come forward to have like a audience, Nina is just like, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? It's here that we find out that the current queen of the kingdom does not like Azure. She does not like him. And I think, not I think, the story does mention that the only reason that she's the queen is very iffy about Azure is not because he's the second prince, but because he's really good at what he does. He's very good at everything that he does. And she wants to make sure that he doesn't get any allies so that her son, the actual prince to become king next in line, doesn't feel like he's going to get usurped because there's a lot of people who really like Prince Azure and wish for him to rise to power. But of course, he's the second prince, so he's not next in line. So during this meeting, during this audience where the king, you know, and queen are meeting her for the first time, they ask Princess Alicia to come forward. Now you're going to be like, OK, all right, Empress, but doesn't the king and queen recognize their daughter? So the current queen wouldn't be Princess Alicia's mother. But obviously, the king is her father. Here's the thing. And I keep saying that. Here's the thing. Princess Alicia, because she was a priestess at the same time that she is a princess, nobody really saw her. Nobody saw her. And that meant that the only thing people knew about Princess Alicia is that she had blue eyes. So it's like an easy setup. Nobody knows what Princess Alicia actually looks like uh, besides the color of her eyes. And the only reason that Princess Alicia is able now to make a public appearance is once more because she is set to marry. During the audience, the queen is like, why don't you do a dance for us? Why don't you do the priestess dance in front of everybody? 
and of course Nina panics <laughs> she panics and she's like I don't know how what am I supposed to do thankfully Azure steps in saves the day and all is well until then the queen after the audience tries to see Princess Alicia once more to talk to her obviously you can tell where this is going she wants to see what Princess Alicia is about and make sure probably that she doesn't get in the way or that she's a princess that can be easily, easily manipulated. As the days go by, Princess Alicia, Nina, meets the current crown prince and essentially they become friends. The, the relationship between the crown prince and uh, Nina is very, very sweet because at the end of the day, he just wants to be a good prince. He's very, very small. He's still just a child. He's very small and I won't go into too much detail because it's just like a small snippet where it's like an introduction to the to the crown prince and he wants to do well. He wants to be a good prince and he looks up a lot to Prince Azure. They're all like half siblings, right? They're all half siblings. So they all have different mothers, same dad. Of course, with Princess Alicia, this is not the case with Nina, it's not the case. <laughs> But uh, the young prince doesn't know. And the relationship between Nina and the young prince is very, very cute, very sweet. Because he opens up to her and she's like, you do really look up to your brother, Prince Azure. You you want to be who he is. He, you want to receive the compliments that he receives because he's a good prince. And you want to make sure that you do good by him. And she reminds him, like, you know, hey, Prince Azure is supposed to support you he's supposed to be your advisor when you become king and the prince is like yes i know that but being a kid he has outbursts and he doesn't necessarily understand how to regulate his emotions during the time that she's meeting the crown prince and learning about her duties a man who was with the king at one point when they were crossing paths comes up to her and ask her how she's doing. Princess Alicia, Nina, is, she answers very calmly saying that things are going well, you know, she's enjoying herself and she's enjoying her time before she gets married. He then tells her something very peculiar. He's like, oh, have you been outside the palace? And she's like, no, I thought we were, you know, we were supposed to stay inside. And he's like, oh, no, the royals are always sneaking out of the palace. And Nina's like, oh, is that so? Like, how? He's like, this is what you gotta do. He tells her how to escape the palace and at what time so that way she can go out and see the city right without without anybody the only reason that he does this is because there are rumors going around that the current princess alicia is dead and that this princess alicia who we're seeing is not her nina takes the bait and she decides to step out late at night. She decides to go back to the slums and try to search for the older brother who sold her. And upon getting to the place, she finds that it has been abandoned. There's nobody there. You can tell that there it's been empty for ages. That whoever left, left and never came back and it's been a while. Nina is saddened because now she finally realizes that she truly has no place to return to. That even if she decided to run away and stop being Princess Alicia, she has nowhere to come back to because the home that she once knew 
no longer exists. The people she knew are no longer there. And during this moment of sadness, out come a whole bunch of people who try to kill her. <laughs> Again, remember, this was a setup by the guy. And so luckily, Prince Azure once more comes to the rescue and deals with the, the attackers. They beg for their lives and he effectively finishes them off. Nina is saddened, one, by the situation and two, because she almost died. And he tells her that they were after him. And, you know, to be careful that there's a reason why he tells her, you know, whatever you do, let me know ahead of time. So that way we know where you are. We can guarantee your safety because there are people out there who will be willing to hurt you. Nina then says to him, my name is Nina. I have no place to go to. I have no place to call home. There's no place for me. And he's kind of like taken aback by this because he's not sure where this is coming from. And she says, call me Nina. That is my name. Because the people who would call me Nina no longer exist or are not here anymore. Prince Azure takes a moment and he's like, okay, when we're alone, I will call you by your name. So that there's at least one person who remembers who you used to be. And that is how the end of volume two, excuse me, the end of volume one concludes. So the beginning of volume two starts with Princess Alicia, again, Nina, and Azure learning how to ride horses. Nina loves it. And at one point they decide with one of Prince Azure's attendants to go out for a ride. During this time, after they come back from the ride, Prince Azure and his attendant are talking about that Prince Azure was correct and one of the horse's saddles was actually broken, essentially trying to kill Azure off. Nina overhears this conversation because she was going to go talk to Prince Azure and she is upset because she overhears how Prince Azure is sort of like resigned to his fate where he knows that if he dies, he dies and she gets upset. She tells him, what am I, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing all of this for? If you, who is supposed to give me support because you were the person who brought me here, ends up kicking the bucket. What's that for? And he tells her that we all have our roles to play. Nina doesn't like this answer. And she decides that she is going to visit the former king. And she remembers that the former king isn't staying within the palace walls. He's actually staying in like this villa of sorts at a distance. And she remembers where it was because during the ride that they had earlier in the volume, she had asked Prince Ash Pince Prince. <laughs> Can you tell how many times I've I've I had to record this? <laughs> she tells Prince Azure, what is that building? And he tells her what it is. So she takes a horse and rides over there. Not having a plan, all just ex the only thing that's going through her mind is I need to save Prince Azure. He cannot die. This ended up being a really bad idea because the former majesty immediately calls her bluff. He's like, who are you? You're not Princess Alicia. He figures her out in like a millisecond. She's like, I don't care. I just need you to help me. So that way Prince Azure doesn't die. He throws her in jail. <laughs> he ends up throwing her in jail and 
the guards that are or like the attendants that are with the former king are like she's pretty chill in the jail cell <laughs> she's out there singing she doesn't have she's not worried and he's like all right bring her back out not in those words okay <laughs> so the former majesty former king has her brought out from the jail cell and in front of her again and she tells him I don't care what happens to me, but what happens to me happens to me and mean only don't allow the attendants who are helping me be beheaded and please tell me a way to help Prince Asher. He tells her that she is wrong because he doesn't have a lot of power. He has lost a lot of the influence that he has. And she tells him, but you know, you're the former majesty. A lot of people, including Prince Asher himself, look up to you. And he goes again, he's like, I can't do anything. I'm kind of stuck here. We're in the villa that he, he's currently residing at. He's like, I'm very sickly. I don't have the influence I used to have. But he does give her this advice that Princess Alicia has a lot more influence over what can happen in the kingdom than she gives the role credit for. And Nina asks him, what do you mean? And cryptically, he's like, that's for you to figure out. That's for you to figure out. During this time, Prince Adra comes, explains the situation, and the former king is like, it's fine, it's not a problem, she didn't do anything wrong, I will keep the secret that she is not the real Princess Alicia. Then we come to a conversation between Azure and Nina, and how Azure is also a double for the former prince. So he's not even the real Prince Azure to begin with. He is also a double because the former prince who we find out was killed at an early age, but it's informed to everybody that he died of an illness. We find out that the king actually pushed the original Prince Azure very, very hard at a young age and his head ended up hitting like a corner and that effectively killed him. And so Prince Azure, the one that we know now, is a double as well. And there, it's just like one huge like, well, I'm not the real prince. You're not the real princess. The only one who's actually the real prince here is the current crown prince. <laughs> and very few people also know that our current prince Azure is also not a is not the real prince Azure. Very few people know that as well. He confines to Nina about this. And she sees him in a new light, but she still has the resolve, right? She still has the resolve to try and help him. Because once more, despite what he says, she knows that he's resigned himself to his fate. He knows that he won't be anything else but an advisor to the crown prince when he comes of age. So what she ends up doing is she devises a plan. She devises a plan and she slowly starts to figure out what it is that she needs to do and what power, what influence Princess Alicia actually holds over the kingdom. In this resolve, in this like new refresh resolve that she has, she requests to have a meeting with the queen because remember the guy who told her, Nina, oh, you know, the royals are always sneaking out. Prince Azure killed him because he showed up with the other assassins. She goes to the queen and is like, hey, do you know who this guy is? So Nina doesn't know his name. And I don't believe us, the readers, also know what his name is. And the queen's like, ugh, I know who you're talking about, but he's not associated with me because I wouldn't associate with somebody so ugly. 
So Nina's like, wait, because Nina had believed that this person was associated with the queen and that the queen had sent somebody to get rid of Prince Azure because the queen doesn't really like him. But the interesting thing is the queen, even though she hates Prince Azure, realizes what an asset he is to the kingdom. She's like, well, I don't like him, but I can also admit that I value what he does and that he'll be an amazing advisor to my son when he becomes king. But she admits the queen that that man is not part of her group. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this man is actually one of the dogs of the king and everything clicks for Nina that the person who has been trying to get rid of Prince Azure for the longest isn't the queen who blatantly shows that she dislikes Prince Azure. It's actually the king himself. The next thing we know, the king asks for an audience, like a, a, a short, like a meeting of sorts with Nina. And he tries to get her to admit that she, one, that she's not actually Princess Alicia, and two, that Azure had made all of this up in order to cover himself. And she realizes, because this is here where she also learns about how the former prince died, because he's aware that the current Prince Azure is not his actual son. He knows because he was also in on it to get, he was the one basically who, <laughs> who told go get a double. And here Nina really truly realizes who she's dealing with and she resolves herself. She steals herself and she tells him straight to his face. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I am the true Princess Alicia. I hear the voices of the gods and I can read the stars. She confirms with him like, oh, I will do my due diligence as a princess of this kingdom and I will make sure that the relations remain as smooth as possible and that I be a good representative once I am married off. But, and she tells him, she gives him an ultimatum. She's like, but... If in the event that Prince Azure comes to harm or is killed, I will personally myself declare war against this kingdom and use the other kingdom to invade this one. And the king loses it. She's like, <laughs> she tells him this. She's like, well, I'll declare war on you if, if you kill Prince Azure. I will declare war. You're marrying me off. I will declare war if he ends up dying. The king is like, how dare you? This is treason, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> how could you? And she's like, I'm going to do my due diligence. I will do my duties. I will uphold my alliance with my home kingdom so long as Prince Azure does not die. So the day comes where she has to go to the neighboring kingdom and become a bride, right? Become a bride to... Make sure that good relations are maintained because the manga explains that if Princess Alicia is not sent over the, to the kingdom, to the other kingdom, I forgot to mention this, then the other kingdom can very easily declare war and say that they don't want uh, a good relationship and be like, well, let's, but let's declare war. And if they say, no, she's still alive or we're not... Uh, going to send her or she has been killed it's still not going to be a good be a good thing so <laughs> princess alicia is not only just a figurehead but a very very important piece of the puzzle to maintaining relations 
a peaceful relations with the neighboring kingdom. So the day comes and Nina devises a plan where she is going to be sent off without Prince Azure knowing. So she set up something to have Prince Azure go and check an area out as she is leaving. He then figures it out that he's like, this is very odd. Why was I sent to, to check this out? And he finds out that Nina devised this plan to have him be away while she has been sent off to the other kingdom. And he tries to get back in time to see her. But by the time he does so, it's too late and she is far out on her journey. And so the second volume ends with Nina in tears, knowing that she has to resolve herself for what's going to come because she is truly alone now. None of the attendants nor Prince Azure can follow her. So she truly, truly is alone. They sent her without anybody. And that is how the second volume ends. So to conclude my thoughts on this, I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy the first two volumes. I'm very happy that I picked it up. Mind you, this is one of those mangas that every time I went to the bookstore, I would pick up and then put down because I would take something else. And then I finally got my hands on both uh, volumes that are currently out. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the second volume a lot more than the first because things started to pick up a lot, lot more. And it quickly unraveled who is the person who wants Prince Azure to be dead and it happened to be the king. I was very pleased with this because oftentimes what ends up happening is that it's the queen who wants the second prince to be dead, especially if he's highly favored. So that way there is no threat to her son, the crown prince's throne. Really enjoy that. I think the only thing that I will nitpick on is that Prince Azure and Nina are supposed to be a couple of sorts or like they show that they have feelings for each other. And it felt, at least to me, that they kind of grew feelings with each other very quickly. Again, it could just, it's just probably a me thing. It didn't feel as organic as like other ones. It was just kind of like, okay, we have feelings for each other and we are each other's supporter, which, which is fine, which is fine. I just think it may be a me thing. I feel like if it were a little bit slow and a lot more organic, then it may have been better. But that's again, just a me thing. Overall, I would say if you're into romances, right? If you're into romances, this is a fairly new manga as well. It's still releasing. It, I believe it won an award. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it won the 20, uh, 2022 Kodansha Manga Award. And it's highly regarded. I want to say a lot of people talk really well about the manga. And it's also getting a anime adaptation sometime this year. But I highly, I highly, I was going to say highly regarded. I'm sorry. I'm going to be quite honest. If I, if I sound like I'm tripping over my words, I am. <laughs> this was one of those recordings that took me a while to do, but I'm very happy with how it turned out, regardless of the amount of times I had to record it. But um, I do recommend it. I do recommend it. The art is lovely. It's very, very nice. It's beautiful. The characters are enjoyable. They're not over the top. They are relatable. You know how like with stories like this where it's a prince and uh, in the kingdom, it's usually like over the top. No, everybody, <laughs> anybody and everybody has something up their sleeve. And the queen is the one who's just like, nah, if I don't like you, I, I tell you I don't like you. <laughs> I don't have any underhanded tactics. 
<laughs> it's the king. The king is horrible, by the way. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to unfold because the third volume, I'm pretty sure, will pick up with Nina meeting the other prince from the other kingdom who is shown to be not a good person. And what's going to happen to Prince Azure as he's still trying to navigate not only the fact that Nina is at this neighboring kingdom, but that there are people who are willing to kill him. He doesn't know that it's the king. He just knows that there's somebody who is trying to get rid of him. Uh, but yeah, I had, as always, so much fun recording this, regardless of the hiccups that I had. I am always, always enjoy these because I enjoy sharing with you guys the stuff that I find. I enjoy sharing, you know, what I find fun. Um, and maybe, maybe people will use this as like a recommendation, whether they want to read it or not, or they just like, hey, I wonder what it is, right? Um, but regardless, I highly recommend it. It's not too, too serious. It's not too serious. It takes itself serious when it needs to take itself serious. Um, and it's funny when it has to be funny, right? There's a good pacing of that. And there's a good pacing on the story as well. The romance, I feel, is a little bit too quick. But overall, the overarching story is very, very well paced. It's not going too slow and it's not going too fast. Some volumes, right, or some mangas, excuse me, some mangas end up within the first volume, right? Like, she's married. <laughs> she's married. And you don't get the relationship between, let's say, some, like, between her and Prince Azure, if it was that quickly. But it does it really well. We're like, okay, the first volume, here's the establishing um relationship between the two here's what's happening here's where she comes from here's his perspective on things the second volume does a little bit of more of that but moves the story forward with nina finding out who exactly is trying to kill prince azure and she takes this information with her she doesn't tell anybody she takes this information with her and uses that as a resolve so i'm very interested in seeing how she continues to support prince azure from where she is while also trying to defend herself in this new you know in this new environment while what's going to happen to Prince Azure while he's in this kingdom with a king who's trying to kill him. Highly recommend it. Very nice read. I am very, very curious to see where it goes. But yeah, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope it was good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. Um, and I know some of you are wondering, like, why does she leave these 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 tidbits in here? listen, nobody's perfect. And I also want this to be a, a podcast where it sounds like I'm just like talking to you and we're having a fun conversation, but I'm the one who's talking for like 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Regardless, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I always have fun with these things. Thank you so much, everybody for tuning in as always. Have a good one. Stay safe, stay healthy. God bless. And I hope to see you soon. You take care.